The following is a podcast from a qualified senior care provider heard on the Answers for Elders radio show. And welcome back, everyone, to Answers for Elders radio. I am here with Larry Nysenson, and he is part of Genworth Financial Life Insurance, and he has overseeing a program called Care Scout, which is a program for caregiver support services. And we have spent the first half hour of the program talking a little bit about the family caregiver crisis. And, you know, as before we begin this hour, Larry, um, I am reminded of a quote by Rosalind Carter. And I think many of us in the industry have heard it, but maybe a lot of our, our listeners haven't heard it. And it's, there's a quote that she makes. It's called, there are four kinds of people in this world. Those who, who have been caregivers, those who currently are caregivers, those who will be caregivers and those who will need caregivers. Um, the point, I guess, of today's interview is it applies to everyone that ever touches life. They're going to be an issue with caregiving in their life somehow. And there, you certainly have a background in caregiving. And I would love to hear a little bit about your story. Uh, I, I would love to share it. And I think um, that's a great quote uh, by Rosalind. And, it is true. It's borne out that statistically, we know mm-hmm. that seven out of seven out of, of every ten people over the age of sixty-five, so seventy percent of those folks are going to have a long-term care event and need help. Mm-hmm. That's an astonishing mm-hmm. number, especially because with the baby boomers, over ten thousand baby boomers a day turn age 65, and that's going to happen for the next decade. So think about the number of people that are going to be caregivers. It is, mm-hmm. um, it's, it, it's estimated that that number is going to be 70, 80 million people by the time the baby wow. boomers crest. And, and um, to, your, to your point, I, um, I am a caregiver. Um, I'm a caregiver in both the traditional sense um, and in what I would describe as a more complete view of caregiving. And, you know, people mm-hmm. think about caregivers as being primary caregivers, as being I provide ongoing daily care to somebody for some portion of the day, and that is certainly the traditional view. And uh, my story is, is typical of probably a million other stories, which is uh, I got a call from my parents on a Tuesday afternoon. They were driving down the highway. Uh, they were going to uh, my father's cardiologist. He was in his mid-70s at the time, and mm. everything was fine, except he was driving a little crazy. Uh, he was driving in between lanes, and my mother said to him, you know, what are you doing? And he said to me, I don't know. He said to my mother, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm driving perfectly. And I don't know what possessed her, but she said, pull over to the side of the road. There's something going on. And they called the doctor. The doctor said, get in here for an X-ray. They took a CAT scan. And as it turned out, my father had a tumor in, on his brain. He had a, a tumor the size oh, of a golf ball. Oh, Larry. Yes, just like That's that. Scary. Boom. Now, the good news is, and the story does have a happy ending, because not only did he survive and thrive, um, he went from being paralyzed. He was paralyzed after surgery um, from the neck down because they don't know why. Honestly, they couldn't figure it out then, and they still can't. He has about 98 or 99% use of his body, his mind is as sharp as ever. As a matter of fact, um, he's wow. about as cantankerous. He's about as cantankerous as an 85-year-old as he was as a 75-year-old. So he's oh. this is a great. This is a great story, except that when I got the call, 
And I, and my mother explained to me what's going on. And I ran to the hospital and my brother ran to the hospital. And now my mother, my brother and I are sitting there saying, what do we do? I don't know what right. to do. We have to figure out what, what long-term care facility, what rehab facility, if he's going to be paralyzed for the rest of his life, what does that mean? Now, he had long-term care insurance. So this wasn't a financial question. He was fortunately right. He had bought a policy years ago, and he was able to use that policy to get the best care out there. But the amount of wow. decisions that we had to make were incredible. And I had been in the industry, in the insurance field for over 20 years mm-hmm. at that point, and still had no idea what to do. And I made a decision that day um, that I was not going to be unprepared to deal with this again. Mm-hmm. And um, we, as I said, my father's story has a great ending because he's still alive today. He's 85 years old. He's in great shape. He's fully has all of his functions. He's, he's a, an awesome guy, but That's amazing. We, struggled for, we struggled with every decision we made and we yeah. bundled our way through it. And fortunately it worked out, but we know that many, many caregivers are, mm-hmm. they make mistakes along the way because they just don't know what to do. Exactly. And, and Larry, what you're saying is so valid because I, I can relate to so much of what you're saying. I mean, I, I will say, I always say elder care is a truly the hardest job you'll ever do in your life, caregiving. But it's also your greatest privilege. But that privilege comes responsibility. And there's all kinds of decisions that you have to make because it's so interconnected. Every single thing you do, if you make a decision to go into a long-term care facility, the financial piece is part of it. The legal piece is part of it. The health care piece of the hospital that you're going to be associated with, the doctor that you're going to be associated with, how you're going to make that shift of changing that living situation, all of those pieces have to line up. And you have to make a million decisions through that process. It's not an easy situation for sure. And certainly providing resources like you guys do, um, you guys are one of the few companies out there that really take this seriously. And, you know, thank you from the bottom of my heart because I know what you're doing every day for family caregivers out there. And certainly we want to make sure at Answers for Elders your resources certainly available. So how do people find, um, again, Care Scout and Genworth? Where do, where do you find the resources? So the first place they should go is genworth.com, G-E-N-W-O-R-T-H, genworth.com. And when they, when they go to our site, um, they'll find so much around education. As a matter of fact, one of the first tabs they're going to see is called Aging and You, and it is an education and awareness site. It talks about it, it. It has empathetic views. So if you're a caregiver and want to understand what your loved ones are going through, we actually mm-hmm. have a way of demonstrating hearing and vision impairments. We have a way of showing you what mobility challenges look like so you can right. really understand what your loved one goes through. There's plenty of information there around how to be a caregiver, what kind of what what kind of responsibilities. We share a bunch of stories. We know that one of the the hardest parts about being a caregiver is the feeling of isolation, right? The feeling that I'm going through this uniquely Amen. and alone. 
And um, we also know that that couldn't be further from the truth. And so what we try and do is we share on our website so many stories about family caregivers. Not all of them have rosy endings. There are lots of them, Suzanne, as you know, and I know, that have really terrible endings. But the mm-hmm. reality of it is that's part of the aging process, too. And so if they go to genworth.com, yeah. they can find many resources. In addition, if they go to CareScout, one word, carescout.com, that's where we really house all of our caregiving service information. So we have, you'll love the name of this, we have our website is called Elder Answers. And that Elder Answer website is where they can find some of the conversation starters that I referenced and some more material around as a caregiver, what types of what type of help should you ask for? How do you have conversations with your employer? What are some of the sort of tricks of the trade? Mm-hmm. Um, and they can do and they can access that and do a little bit of research on their own. Um, and and then if they're interested, they can certainly reach out to us and we're happy to talk to any of your listeners about well, um, some of their concerns. You know, I want to explore Care Scout quite a bit, especially when it comes to employers. But I also want to talk, now you're talking about the employee. And having, you know, being an employee, you touched on it earlier, but I would love to have you talk a little bit about the Family Medical Leave Act and how does it apply to caregivers and what is their legal right? So I'm going to, I'm going to first off say that I am not, uh, an attorney. I'm not no. a, certainly a labor attorney. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk in a very general sense. But right, what the Family Leave Act allows for is for an employee to, to take that time to work with their HR department, to take the time required to, to work and help their family, right? It allows them mm-hmm. to take unpaid time off. It allows them, depending on their company, to work through using some of their flex time that they may have. And it requires the employer to hold their job for them. So somebody can't be fired. There are lots of parameters around that. But it really does provide the protection for all employees to be able to to assess what their family needs are and to make the decisions that they have. We know that from an employer standpoint, you know, the cost of lost productivity when they have family caregivers and don't work with them the cost to the employers in, in the U.S. economy, right, is over twenty-five mm-hmm. billion. It's over twenty-five billion dollars of lost productivity. That's what absenteeism, zombieism, right? So when somebody shows up to work but they're really right. not working because they're in the middle of doing some caregiving stuff. So mm-hmm. when we talk to employers about that, what they say to us is, "Please um, tell us how to help our employees." We don't want turnover. Mm-hmm. We don't want people leaving the workforce. We know that the statistics around the number of caregivers, family caregivers, that ultimately end up leaving the job is significant, right? Over 50% wow. of employees that are caregivers, by the way, we know already admit to showing up late, leaving early, calling out sick, mm-hmm. and that hurts the employer too, and the employers want right. to help. So. Again, it's a matter of putting your hand up and saying, please, I need some help. Um, and we found employers that are uh, certainly willing to, to do what they can to help their employees. 
So how can we find the best solutions for employers to help their employees? Right back in the next segment. Answers for Elders radio show with Suzanne Newman hopes you found this podcast useful in your journey of navigating senior care. Check out more podcasts like this to help you find qualified senior care experts in areas of financial, legal, health and wellness, and living options. Learn about our radio show, receive our monthly newsletter, receive promotional discounts, and meet our experts by clicking on the banner to join the Senior Advocate Network at AnswersForElderSRadio.com. Now there is one place to find the Answers for Elders. Hi everyone, this is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me, listen now, search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.